Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Request for Explanation podcast. Today, we've got me, Carol Nichols. Me, Manish Gorigalkar. Me, Kenneth, the writer of the RFC 2091. Yep, and we're discussing Kenny's RFC today. It was recently called semantic inlining, and now it's called implicit color location. So, Kenny, what problem is this RFC trying to solve? Okay, so the main purpose of this RC is to solve the problem of debugging the Rust code that when you call the unwrap, expect, and also the index methods of the collections, it will only report the locations inside the standard library, which if you did not enable the backtrace, then the location is totally useless. So Previously, there was another RFC pretty long ago, which is 1669, that tries to solve this problem by introducing a macro that is uh, into the standard library. But that RFC was uh, eventually closed because if you want to use that macro, you will need to change your source code from x.unwrap into uh, unwrap exclamation mark x. And and the comments finds that this change is uh, pretty much unacceptable. Uh, so in this RFC 2091, if you if you have the RFC open and scroll to the bottom, that is rationale and alternatives. There was four restrictions that I mentioned that tries to solve this problem. Which one of this is that uh, we try to change the option dot unwrap so that it can report the precise location where you call unwrap and panic. And also, it does not require that user needs to change the source code. And, and also, there's two, two other uh, restrictions that, that I introduced that two more restrictions that I introduced that tries to make it better for system that does not have some capabilities. One is that uh, it should not rely on debug info. I said before, if you don't enable Rust backtrace equals one, then you did not get any location previously. Because uh, because the Rust backtrace now is not really uh, good to the quality. Yeah, it like, uh. doesn't work at all on OS X, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, it, it sometimes works, but if you don't have two unwrapped inside the same function, then it's useless. <laughs> so, so I try to design it so, so that uh, it does not rely on the uh, debug info. And and also, the because as I said, there, there's three, three things that I want to have. One is the unwrap, one is the expect, and also the index. The index itself is a trait. So this is a bit different from uh, unwrap and expect, which is a, a just a method. So when, when you try to change the method of the trade, so then the question is whether you change the index trade itself or change the implementation of the trade. So what I want is uh, just change the WAC, the hash map, the B3 map, this index, but without changing the index trade itself. So that if say, uh, say there's third party query that implement index, then 
it will not be affected by this RFC. This is one of the political guarantee. Okay, so so this is the rationale. So let me get into the explanation. So what 2091 previously this is called semantic inlining. Uh, what what it means is that uh, so 1669 implemented in terms of macros. So what I think is uh, so we just treat the function like a macro but without the exclamation mark. Yeah. So. In, in that case, so we say x dot unwrap, but that unwrap is actually, what it does is just copy and paste the whole thing in your code. That was uh, the inline link. And when you copy and paste it, then the file and the line and the column will be the caller's location. So, so you get the file and line, the column of the caller. So however, um, when the after RFC is uh, submitted and then the comments, most of them says that this seems not a good idea because you uh, in, because inlining will make like uh, debugging is difficult or make the size is too large. So so I uh, changed the approach so that instead of copy and pasting, so when you call unwrap, okay, so it's still unwrap. It will call. Uh, it will instruct the compiler to call another function instead. So it will be x. So when you call x dot unwrap, it will call instead x dot unwrap at source location bracket file comma line comma column. So this is the gist of the implicit caller location attribute. When you slap an attribute to a function. The compiler will recognize it, and then when someone calls that function, the compiler will replace that function by injecting the file and line the caller. So is this okay. implicit caller location annotation something I would put in my code, or is that what goes on the unwrap function? It is put on the unwrap function because okay. the the point of the RSC is that you don't change your code. We change our code, and then you get the benefits. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I just wanted to make sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, very cool. One thing this sort of reminds me of is that there used to be a proposal such that you could call macros as methods, in the sense that, like, instead of unwrap being a regular macro, unwrap would be a macro that um, took self. And then you could say foo dot unwrap exclamation mark, and that actually means unwrap exclamation mark self of foo comma blah blah blah. Yeah, this is uh, I'll say if the client if the user is able to change their source code, then this is indeed a much cleaner approach. Uh, however, that is that is also the reason why one six six nine is rejected because you require the user to add an exclamation mark. Yeah. So, so that's the problem. Yeah. In fact, as I have outlined in the RFCs, one of the non-viable alternative is that there is an existing crate called uh, Beta Unwrap, which is a procedural macro. So you just put the Beta Unwrap into your function, and then and then we will scan the whole function and then change all the unwrap automatically. But 
uh, but the problem is that uh, you still need to change your function to add that uh, attribute macro. So as a regular user, how does this affect my life? If it's if you are just a regular user that does not have any library that wants the precise location things like that, then the what affects your life is that when you call unwrap and then that unwrap panics, then you will find out which line, which column that unwrap happens. Instead of saying that this is uh, option.rs line 35, something like that. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. This is going to be great. I think like one thing I really like is this sort of solves what I call the expect problem, which is that every unwrap you write in your code normally has to have an expect on it, except um, b because otherwise you don't really get helpful debug information from, like you said, you just get uh, unwrap failed at source core option.rs, which is not very great. And yeah. so everyone replaces every unwrap in their code with expect so that you get some like identifiable string. But in many cases, it's just like, yeah, this should have worked. And you get tired of writing unique strings for each thing. And you then you start just writing, this should have worked one, this should have worked two. Uh, <laughs> This is like, I mean, you should still use expect because it gives a much better user-readable, slightly more user-readable error, but this at least makes it so that you don't always have to, um, which is nice. Yeah. So actually, the things that trigger me to write this RSC is not really unwrap, but it's the collections index method. But uh, well, uh, if you read the RFC, you will note that I have provided a proof of concept, but un un unfortunately, that co that uh, change set it does not solve that problem yet. Because uh, yeah, because it does not work for trace, which I find out that after it tr I try to implement it. <laughs> I see. I see. So yes. if I if I compile your proof of concepts and try and use it, will it work or should I not try? Uh, well, you could try it, but this will only work for uh, unwrap methods and expect. But uh, the, like if you, if you have a vector or a B3 map, then, then you try to get an unbound index or non-existent key, then it will, also, it will just say that the error happens in the allocate, allocate. Uh, and that's all. Yeah. So, so yes. Yeah. So that is actually an implementation detail because I still think that it is. So the syntax itself is should still be possible for the index tray to get the caller location. Uh, are there any performance implications? Will this slow down my code if I? If this gets added, one of the implications is that your code will definitely be larger, because because every time you call unwrap, it will get a new location. So 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 every so every time you call unwrap, you will get uh like 
a string and two integers and then you call unwrap again and then a string and two new integers and something something like that. So so first is that the is the size is larger and then because every time this is a different string and different line and different column then the optimizer cannot be able to uh, combine all the unwraps into a single block. So so this will have a less optimization opportunity. So, but I think that uh, the performance impact may not be that much, I think. And and also, uh, yeah, still some someone also complained that uh, the the file and line they may not need it. So so I throw in an option to disable that. Yeah, I I think um unwraps mostly get inlined anyway because um if you unwrap something usually it's you're unwrapping a different op option of a different type each time, and Rusty usually doesn't coalesce these, um, so it might not be that big an impact in the first place, but of course we'd have to measure to be sure. Yeah, the panic is a cold branch anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so do I need to go into the implementation details? Not really, I'm, I mean, not if really you want okay. to, if you want <laughs> to, sure. Um, I mean, my main question, I guess, would be like, um, you did both the RFC and the implementation. Uh, how how tricky was that? Um, how long did that take? How, how long did it take? Um, actually, the, if we if we consider the failed attempt, then I think this uh, over a month because I uh, so actually before I submit the RFC. I try to implement it using different method and but I find that uh, the the compiler documentation is not quite complete so so, so there's many try and error. Um, the first uh the is semantic inlining I think it take a week and then the this first try which is this implicit caller location uh I think this takes uh, three or four days. That was that was good for the implementation. I'm also wondering um, this this RFC is so well written. This is the, it was a pleasure to read. It's so organized. There's like table of contents, links. Uh, when you respond to comments to people, you, you're like linking to the comment you're responding to. It's it's amazing. And this must have taken you a long time too. <laughs> So how long did that take you? Oh, the, but the RFC has also taken two days, but, but the link is automatically generated, so that this is not a quite, quite a big deal. The, the most consume, time consuming part is to is try to uh, convert what is, the, what is implemented back into text. It just is is how to explain it to the, the other people that how 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 it works and also finding a suitable case in the guide level ex explanation so so that it feels more natural if you explain it to other yeah yeah I really love the guide level explanation <laughs> section because I really feel yeah. like I understand it after I read that part. 
and it mm -hmm. feels like like you even left uh, placeholders for the version numbers when this gets added. So <laughs> like we can just take this and put it in the documentation, and it it would be great as documentation, I think. Yeah, yeah I mean this is like one of the most uh, fleshed out um, guide level explanations or how do we teach this is what we used to call this. This is one of the most fleshed out ones of these I've seen because like you've not just gone and said, oh, okay, here's how you use it, blah, blah, blah. You've like, you've given the, you've given a short version of the rationale. Um, and then you've given, um, a short thing of like what it does and then just some extra information that a user might need. Um, and then more rationale, and then the reference level explanation, of course, has everything in depth. In fact, it's well written enough that I feel like the RFC is sort of done by the time I get to the end of the guide level explanation, because you've mostly explained everything already, but really excessively. And then the reference level explanation just goes in depth. Um, but that's not even necessary for me to understand it, which is great. This is like one of the first few RFCs where by the time I read the first section, I knew exactly what was going on. I also like the part where you were like, let's, let's re-implement Unwrap and make it better. Because <laughs> uh, that kind of leads the reader through your thought process and, and brings them to the same conclusions that you, brought, that you got to rather than asking them to believe you. You kind of showed your work, which was really awesome. Basically, the I uh, try to write that section as if I'm writing a book. Yeah. 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 I really love it. That's great. <laughs> yeah. How can we How can we encourage more people to be like you, and write <laughs> RFCs like this? Do you have any tips for people thinking about writing RFCs? Well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the answer to this either. Yeah. This uh, maybe is, some method, yeah. some mental right ways. Possible? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so everyone should come ask you for help? <laughs> <laughs> Bad move. <laughs> um. So how could people help move this RFC forward? Is there any sort of feedback you're looking for? Is there, should people try out your implementation? Um, are there unanswered questions that you're still looking for input on? That sort of thing. What's next? Most of the questions I face is actually not about the design. Um, uh, I, think, I think the syntax itself is, pretty much uh, this the conclusion. So there's there's nothing nothing much can be changed in the syntax size besides the by check. Uh, most of the question I face is in the implementation details like uh, as I said before it does not it does not work on trace yet. So so what to what necessary steps needs to be done on trace? Uh, just in in the reference level, just I I implemented this using the via pass MIR. Uh, but yes, so, so so this is only during implementation I find that this 
uh, cannot apply on trace because beer run before monophosphatization. Uh, and yeah. So, so the question is, uh, mostly on implementation is, is how to make the idea turn into the, turn into reality for, for every prospect that, uh, we want. In, in the, in the, in the first part of the reference level explanation, I, I put in a list of the methods which I, so, so that's, so the first part is the method it, which I find that is, is really benefit from having a corner location. So that is the unwrap and expand and the index, but unfortunately the implementation does not uh, work on index. So, so, yeah. So my question for this RC, if this is going to be implemented is to, is that how this can be implemented? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there was one, one thing that the RFC mentioned that we haven't talked about yet. It talked about um, default arguments being a possible yeah. solution to this, yeah. but yeah. not anymore. Can you talk about that? Uh, uh, not anymore. Well, it's, it says default arguments was uh, a serious contender. It is. It was a serious contender because because as I listed. All other languages basically using the same thing. Uh, the the problem of default argue, function arguments is that when you try to propose it, and then you will get two hundred comments about how to do this and and <laughs> many other things. Yeah. So so what I think is that so so why why I do not uh, use this solution is because this feature seems too big. So because what what I know what I want is to have just this problem solved as soon as possible. But if we do it using uh default function arguments then we may need to waste uh very long time through the design process and then thanks for that. Uh for sure if it if someone can come up with a very good uh, default argument RC, yeah. <laughs> then please go ahead and then and then we and the 2091 can be deprecated. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good, listeners. <laughs> if you want to propose that RFC, please feel free. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm happy to have the uh, solution that doesn't take as long because I I. I'm excited for this feature. I, I would like to have it yesterday. So yeah. <laughs> anything I, that helps us get this sooner is sounds good to me. Yeah, I've actually in the past tried to hack up the compiler to sort of have Canic read from the debug info so that like it reads one level above so that you don't have to rust back. I mean, rust backtrace basically always fills up your terminal. So you can do this without filling up your terminal, which is great for tests. But never got around to writing that, and this is just a much cleaner, nicer solution, which is like, which helps everyone and doesn't need debug info to work. That's all I've got. Manish, do you have any other questions? Uh, no. 
Thank you so much for being on the show, Kenny. I really enjoyed your RFC. Thank you. And Thank you anyone much. listening, I, I made a short link this time, so I don't have to read a ridiculously long URL. So if you <laughs> want to request a, an RFC from us, go to is.gd slash RFE podcast, all one word, RFE podcast. Thank you very much.